Hi, you're listening to my mom, Kat Lee, on the Inspired to Action podcast. Hey, can I listen to it? Hey, this is Kat Lee, and you're listening to the Inspired to Action podcast. And this is the podcast where moms are always a big deal. So I just want to thank you for tuning in today. As a mom, I know there's a lot of ways that you could spend your time. And honestly, I'm just honored that you would spend it with me and with us today us being Emily Jones from jonesdesigncompany.com. She has a gorgeous site filled with great resources for home decorating and fashion and and just her real life. She and her husband run that blog together. And today we're going to talk about balancing business and motherhood. And whether you have an online business or not, really it's balancing whatever your different demands are in your life. And we're going to be chatting about that. Um, But first... (sighs) I need to talk about the fact that I'm kind of freaking out that next week is Thanksgiving. Anybody else freaking out? Because I am. We are having a ton of family coming, which I'm super excited about. But it also means that I need to do some uh, cleaning and cooking and all kinds of stuff to get ready for them. But the crazier thing is that Thanksgiving is so late this year. And so as soon as Thanksgiving is over, it's like it's like practically Christmas Day. Well, okay, there's actually a few weeks in there, but still, it feels like it. So these next few days, I'm hoping to really get on my game and get ready for both holidays. And uh, we, I'm going to include some links in the show notes for today's episode of some different Advent resources that you can utilize to make the most of this holiday. You know, there's tons of things that we could do for Christmas. And it's easy to get overwhelmed by all the things that we should do. But I want to remind you that the world is not going to be changed by your Christmas cards. Your kids aren't going to, uh, their, their future and their relationship with God for the rest of their lives is not dependent on how well you stick to your Advent, um, whatever it is that you'll be doing this year. So I just encourage you to relax and enjoy the holiday, and let it be a time where you, in a very simple way, in whatever way that blesses you and your family and your kids, is a time where you focus on Jesus. Because I know for me, so, okay, so there was this one year, okay, there's more than one year, I get a little over creative with my Christmas card stuff. And there was one year when I made a full-on DVD recap of our year. Then there was another year when I hand-wrote all the lyrics to Chris Rice's song, Welcome to Our World, by hand in all of our Christmas cards. And I think we had like 40 at the time. I mean, I had hand cramps for months. So I just, now, now I just do like the picture thing. You know, I upload a picture and everything is printed and I don't handwrite anything. And there's definitely a place for that. And if that is a blessing to you and that's something that you enjoy doing, go for it. I love getting cards like that. But the key is just to know what blesses you and what blesses your family. And don't get caught up in the should do's or must do's or any of that during this holiday season. Because ultimately it just comes down to Jesus and you. So that's my little encouragement for the next six crazy weeks where there's a ton going on, whether your kids are in school or at church activities or whatever, there's so much we could do. So I just want to challenge you to keep it simple and to enjoy it. 
Okay, I have an announcement for the week. Recently, we did the Motherhood Boot Camp on Facebook where we went through Sally's new book, Sally Clarkson's new book, The Ten Gifts of Wisdom. Well, it is now available in print. I know a lot of you were asking about that. It was on Kindle, and there's tons of ways to read it on Kindle, whether you have a Kindle or not. You can. There's uh, apps for the computer or for the iPad or the iPhone or whatever. But now it's also available in print. So I'm going to include that link in the show notes as well. So if that's something that you're wanting, check it out. I'm totally ordering a copy because I highlighted half of the thing on Kindle, and I know I'd love to have it just in my hands to read in a way that I won't be distracted. Now, the next thing that I want to talk to you guys about is I want to do a new thing where there every week on the podcast, I feature a mom of the week. That would be you because I feature people that we interview and we talk to, but you guys, you guys are the ones that are in the trenches and you are awesome and amazing and I want to feature you. So I think the easiest way to do this is via Instagram because I'm kind of in love with Instagram if you haven't already noticed that. What I want you to do is I want you to use the hashtag inspired to action. I know in past episodes, I've talked about all kinds of different ways to tag me on Instagram. We're just going to go with the hashtag. It's the easiest one to find. So use the hashtag inspired to action. And I want you just to share a picture of something that you're doing as a mom. If you don't want to share a picture of your kids, that's great. If you do, that's great. Otherwise, if you're doing crafts with your kids, do a close-up of you helping your kids with crafts. Just whatever. Just something that you do as a mom that is important to you because it's important to us too. So share that on Instagram. Use the hashtag inspired to action. And I'm going to feature a mom of the week every week on the podcast. So for last week, though, I was still doing the just take a picture of what you're doing as you're listening to the podcast. And, you know, do that as well. Do that also. That's fun. I love it. Um, but I, I do want to feature you guys and put the emphasis on you each week. So for last week, I want to thank Natalie Brown, who Natalie Brown OT is her Instagram name. And she shared that she was listening from Australia, which was really fun because she shared the picture. And I'm like, she's on the wrong side of the road. And then I realized that she was in Australia. So she was actually on the correct side of the road. And then I also want to give a shout out to Tagumas, which is her Instagram name. And she was listening from Nicaragua. How fun is that? Nicaragua. I've never even, well, I've never even been there. As if it was added to this long list of places that I've actually been, which I actually haven't been to a lot of places. Anyway, so thanks for listening from Australia and Nicaragua and wherever you are listening to this podcast. I also wanted to thank, this is going to be funny, I, want, I like to thank the reviewers who take the time to head over to iTunes and review the podcast because I know it's kind of a hassle, but it really means so much because it helps more moms listen to the podcast and get the encouragement that they need in the middle of the day with whatever they're doing. But some of the names are just funny because people use random things for their iTunes name. So the first one is... No. Okay, I'm going to try not to laugh. No way. No way, Rebubby. It's N-Y, no, N-W-Y-R-B-B-Y. And I just can't, I can't say it. So whoever you are, I love you and thank you for your review. I, it, I really appreciate it, even if I can't say that list of letters. I don't know if it's actually a word or what. So I also want to thank Julie Ammer, Guernsey T, and B. Kimberly for leaving reviews on iTunes. So thank you guys. I appreciate that so much. 
And without any more jibber-jabber for me, or any goofy laughing or ridiculous stories, we are going to jump into the chat today with Emily Jones. She is great, and I know you're going to love her. So let's dive into that interview. Hey, Emily, how are you? Hi, I'm good. Good. You are in lovely, sunny today, Seattle, correct? We're, we're trying, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just took the kids to the park, is that right? We did. We just were picking the last blackberries that are still on the bushes. Oh, I'm so jealous. <laughs> that sounds like at your park? At our little neighborhood park, yeah. We're, we live kind of out a little ways. We're not right in the city. So you <laughs> so. live in Utopia. We, yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know. Some might say we also live in no man's land. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's sad. We don't have blackberry bushes in Texas, or maybe we do. Oh. I just don't. I've never, I remember growing up in like Illinois and Wisconsin and we would go walking and pick berries and I've never done that in Texas. Oh yeah, it's fun. They just kind of, they're wild mountain blackberries. They just grow like crazy. (laughs) It's so fun. Well, um, just to get started, I would love if you, I'm going to, you know, I, I will have mentioned you in the intro a little bit, but just tell us a little bit about yourself and your family and your motherhood story. Okay. So, um, I am Emily and my husband, I met at college. He actually was my first boyfriend. Um, and I know, I know I had never, I saw him and thought that's the kind of guy I want to marry. And funny how here we are 10 years later. (laughs) Um, so we dated for quite some time and it actually was a pretty tumultuous dating relationship. We had gone through, um, my parents, got divorced during this time that we were dating and Ryan comes from kind of a, um, kind of a broken family. And so we had to work pretty hard to, (laughs) to kind of deal with those issues. So we, um, got married and just started having babies. (laughs) (laughs) So we have four, um, they are currently almost 10, eight, six, and four, right? 10, eight, six, yeah, all two years apart. You're very Um, symmetrical. I, I know. And yeah, they were n- none of them were all that intentional. <laughs> Can you say that? Um, and I, you know, they are perfect. And we both, Ryan and I both wanted large families. And so four was great. I actually wanted four girls ever since I was young. And then I had my first boy who, you know, I was in love with and he was great. And then the second one, and I was like, okay, what's going on, God? Why are you giving me two boys? I wanted four girls. And then my third boy, when we found out that he was a boy, I had no idea that I would be such a wreck, but I cried and cried and was so disappointed. I mean, it's actually really embarrassing now looking back at how hard and, and I cried and how devastated I was that he was a boy. Um, but it only took maybe a day or two of kind of grieving not having a girl. And then I kind of got over it. And now, you know, I guess every mom would say that they can't imagine not having my little Mason, my third, <laughs> I need him. Um, and then uh, two years later, then we were not going to find out what we had. And we did. And she was a girl. So there's was, our last girl. Did you cry with joy that time? Um, you know, I, I think that I was to a point where I was like, okay, I'm probably going to have a boy. And I'm going to just be mm-hmm. excited about having a boy, even though I always wanted girls. Um, and so I think I'm really sensitive when strangers or something will say like, oh, you finally got your girl. Mm-hmm. And I know it's all well-meaning, but I'm a little bit like, oh, wait, I love my boys. Mm-hmm. I would have been fine if I didn't have a girl. 
But I mean, truthfully, I'm such a girly girl that I love having Audrey's our little one. And I just love having someone to dress up and get our nails done and take to ballet and do girly things with. So I, I'm really thankful to have her. And your firefighter husband has four manly and, little boys. And, to- yes, he's got his boys, with, you know, and they are just I, some people have boys and they just say like, oh, he's all boy. And I have three boys who are definitely all boy, but I don't feel like they're macho, destructive kind of boys. Mm-hmm. And so I hope that I'm not making them too girly. <laughs> <laughs> they're just well-mannered. No, they're wonderful. They're wonderful boys. And they definitely love my third one, especially. He's all about swords and wrestling. And um, he's like that junior high kid who hits you, but really all he wants is to be hugged. <laughs> that is my third. He just, he'll like grab your leg and tackle you to the ground. But really all he wants is just for you to... <laughs> Oh, so, I, they're fun. That's so fun. I love boys. My my first two were girls, and I really was generally indifferent. I think I wanted I wanted to, to have a girl for sure, but I was pretty indifferent in general. And then when I found out my last one was going to be a boy, mm-hmm. I uh, you know my perspective was, oh, honey, here's your boy. You know, right. this is for you. But my goodness, little yeah. boys just steal their mama's hearts. They do. I know. My I know. goodness. They do. I know. I just was telling a girlfriend that. My oldest is 10, and, you know, they kind of go through that awkward, maybe pre-teen stage, but he's still so pretty, and he's so cute and <laughs> handsome, and I look at him, I was telling, actually, I was telling Ryan, I said, Ryan, do you ever look at him and just think, oh, someone's going to fall in love with that face, and he's like, no, <laughs> I don't ever think about that, but I look at my son sometimes and look in his eyes and think, oh, there's going to be this girl someday that's going to look in his eyes and fall in love with him. And it's, I don't know, like it's a weird mother moment. Okay. <laughs> you, you need to stop because you're making me a little sad. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm going to go pick up my son from school in a few minutes and be like, oh, I missed you. I know. Look in his eyes and just think someone's going to fall in love with you. <laughs> He's going to be like, mom. Oh. <laughs> so you, you have, I mean, you're already busy. You have four kids. You have a firefighter yeah. husband who, yeah. if I'm, as familiar as I am yeah. with firefighters, they work like significant shifts, like 24 on 24 hours. Yeah. 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 So, and then you also, you blog and you have a business. How mm-hmm. do you, mm-hmm. uh, you know, balance is a funny word. How do you manage all that? Well, I mean, I think first of all, my kids are in school during the day, the older ones. So when my kids were younger, I, I wasn't able to do everything that I do now. So, you know, I feel so, bad for moms that have like uh, two toddlers in their house and they see everything that I can accomplish on the blog and they feel bad that they can't do the same. But I have kids that are in school. So a lot of times I am working during the day or I work at night when they're in bed. So um, that's just the way that it has kind of worked for our family. I think the other thing is that um, I think my kids have just gotten used to the fact that I'm maybe doing a craft and they're coloring at one end of the table and I'm doing a project and a tutorial for the blog at the same time. So we're just kind of, we're paralleling each other. And I wouldn't say that I'm the best at doing activities with my kids. I just get them going on an activity and then I'll do kind of what I'm doing next to them. Mm -hmm. So it's something, you know, that's a struggle because I want to do projects with my kids, but I also kind of want to do my own projects sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, so. Well, it works out well that you do crafty stuff. And so it's not right. just that you're sitting behind your computer. Yes. 
yeah, doing I know. something. And they, you know, it, there's nothing more heartbreaking to a mom than when your kids are like, would you please just get off your computer? Mm-hmm. So, and, but then I also have to remind them like, Hey, you guys, I work. And that means that you guys don't go to date. So I work from home, which means that there are some times that I have to be on my computer and it enables us to have this life. And the other option would be for me to work full time and have them be in childcare. So they, they're getting to the point where they understand that, but they also, you know, they're probably more interested in playing with their friends than hanging out with me at this point. <laughs> so, so we do a lot of play dates. I don't, do you find that play dates almost are better with your, like your kids are more entertained when they have friends over. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, having, yeah. It's like having, a, having another six-year-old over is like having a babysitter. Yeah. It's kind of, so we live in a neighborhood, so the kids are always playing with friends. And um, so we find ways, you know, to, to have them make sure they know that we love them and we're doing stuff for them. But also know that mom and dad have some hobbies and, um, and responsibilities, too. What's one struggle? I mean, you, you always wanted to be a mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had four kids pretty close together, pretty quick. Mm-hmm. What's one thing that has been a struggle for you and how have you either dealt with it or overcome it? I think um, maybe this is a big one. My struggle is that I have this idea in my head of what mom is and I don't live up to it. Mm. (laughs) You know, of those expectations that when my kids get home from school, the fresh cookies and the milk is out. And then you go, well, I don't really want my kids to eat cookies when they (laughs) come from school. So how do I like... Celery doesn't have the same appeal. (laughs) Then my kids don't even want to come home because they'd rather go have Oreos at their neighbor's house. (laughs) So um, I don't know. That's a silly example. But little things like by the time it's time for bed, Ryan and I are exhausted. And sitting for hours reading books to our kids, just that's a struggle for me. And so in my mind, the mom that I want to be is always the mom that real life presents itself. And so just kind of overcoming... um, some of those expectations and recognizing when some are false and when some are important than just holding on to just those. So I feel like it's a learning process that I'm having to figure out um, what really is important and letting some things go that maybe aren't quite as important as I, as I put, um, as I put interest in. I don't know. Yeah. So is that like, uh, do you, do you, do you have like a, motherhood mission statement and you decide what's important is it something that you and your husband have sat down and talked about and decided these are our priorities or is it more just something that you just know in your heart that mm-hmm. um where did these come from I don't know where those expectations come from I don't know if I have a mother mission statement other than we took a love and logic parenting class when our mm-hmm. kids were really young and maybe the main thing that stuck with me is that we want to teach our kids to be um responsible, kind, and fun to be around. And, and really, I feel like that kind of, like, I want my kids to be responsible and make good choices. And I want them to be fun people. And I want them to be kind to other people. So if anything, like, those are, that's like my power statement. <laughs> like, that's the kid that I want to have. And so I need to, first of all, model it. And then second, just give them opportunities to have some responsibility and chances to make good choices and understand grace when they make bad choices and um, and then kindness. I just want my kids to be kind, kind boys and kind girls. 
So are they always like that, or do you have? Yeah. A, do, do you ever have bickering or anything in your oh, house? Oh gosh, um, the last two mornings, I've woken up to the kids yelling at each other, and I'm like, <laughs> "This is not the way we wake up." Um, yeah, they definitely are not always kind to each other, and they don't always make good choices. But um, you know, they're normal kids. They are. They are really good kids, and at the end of the day, we sit. Brian and I sit and say, okay, those kids are good. Like 80% of the time, they're good kids. Those 20%, those are tiring and exhausting. And you kind of want to, you know, pull your hair out. But, um, you know, and as I get older, I'm realizing it's less about parenting to make sure they're out of harm's way. And it's more about parenting character into Mm -hmm. them. And Mm -hmm. that's harder. (laughs) Yeah. You have to really be really thinking through it. So um, I don't know. The whole parenting thing, I, I love it. Like, there's, is there anything more rewarding than watching your kids, you know, do something that you're proud of or go through a struggle or grow up? Like, it's so fun, but it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. You know, my oldest so. is 11, and I would say these mm-hmm. years, like 9 to mm-hmm. 11, it, that's, a, that's as far as I go, so that's all I yeah, know. But right. <laughs> the, to me, they've been the most rewarding because I've been mm-hmm. able to see, you know, challenging in different ways too, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know about you, but I've been able to see so much more of the fruit because they're right. more independent and they yeah. will come home from school and tell me something that they said or something that yeah. they did, or I can catch them in their room doing yeah. something. And have you found that to be true yeah. too as they get older? you? I do, yeah. I think... You know, even I remember when my second one was about four and someone said, like, tell me what you like about Brady. And I really had a hard time figuring, like, I haven't figured out his personality quite yet. And I don't know who he is quite yet. So now that he's eight, I feel like I know him a lot better. And I like him. I like who he's turning out to be. He's different than me and he's different than Ryan. And he's his own kind of, he's different than his brothers. But I really like him. And, you know, he's he's like the kid who is such a pest it thinks it's really funny to, you know, pick on people. <laughs> um, and, you know, just like in a really good hearted nature way, he's just like, just always the teaser of our family. Yes. But there's still something really charming about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though it's like, it drives us crazy. <laughs> but he's charming. So yeah, as they get older, I feel like they become more their own people. And you get to know them as their own people rather than just, you know, these little kids that you're kind of molding. Yes. Yes. I love that. So you that's a struggle that you've had as a mom. What's a success? Mm-hmm. What's something that you feel like you've seen come to fruition in your yeah. kids or that you've overcome in your own heart? Um, I think I want to be a mom who, who my kids want to talk to mm-hmm. and want to share stuff with. And so someone told me a long time ago, the best way to do that is to never give them a reaction you know, if they tell you something that is like shocking to you to not react where they see that, but to do that kind of privately in your own heart. So my oldest son the other day came home from school and, um, he's never been interested in girls. And now his, actually his friend's mom told me that he had written a note saying, check yes or no, if you like me <laughs> to, one of his, to one of his friends that I had, he was even interested in girls, but he's always kind of had a thing for this little girl since like kindergarten. And so we sat and talked and he just shared with me about like, why does, why he likes this girl and they're in fourth grade. So it's like, (laughs) he just likes her and they don't even talk to each other or, you know, it's so (laughs) innocent. And I don't want, I don't want to stop that right now when it is so innocent because at some point it's not going to be. And I still want to be a mom who will, you know, be involved and listen and Mm -hmm. hopefully give some wisdom. But mostly I just want to be available um, as as someone who's just 
I'm ready to listen to him. And I think Gosh, someday someone's going to break his little heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I want to be there to listen to him. So, Okay, you're just making me cry too I much. Know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's this phrase that I like to use where I want to be a wall of jello to my kids. And mm-hmm. I'm not always good at that. A lot of times I'm a brick wall and they throw their emotions at me and I just bounce them right back at them and, and not as gentle as I want to be. But I want to, I want to absorb all yeah. the emotion that they can throw at me because it's hard enough having kids who are emotional. I can't imagine being a kid and having a grown up who right. has an emotional yeah. response. I love yeah. I love yeah. that. Never never give a reaction. Just just yeah. listen. And I think that a lot of that is just um having a long term perspective on mm-hmm. what parenting is. Instead of, you know, when they're little works we expect to see immediate responses to obedience and to character training and, and, and that sort of thing. You know, if we say no, we want them to stop right away. And so right away. but as right. we get older it's a longer term process and listening uh, is such a crucial part of it. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> have you ever so tried <laughs> that's I love that. Have you ever read um How to Talk So Kids Will Listen and How to Listen So Kids Will Talk? No. It's a book. That sounds like a good book though. It I'll is a good that. book. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I've, I kind of have a random goal because I'm not always the greatest empathizer and listener. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's a good book and I have a goal to listen to it. I, I, I'm a big audio, audiobook yeah. person. Yeah. So I try to, I'm trying to listen to it. It sounds goofy, but 10 times this year. Oh. Just because I really, really want to in your head. <laughs> I really need to get into my head because really I that. need to be a better listener mm-hmm. instead of a mm-hmm. lecturer. Yeah. So it's a, yeah. Yeah. And you know, that's hard when you've got these kids who you can see the end result, but they, they need to still walk through the, of it and you don't, they don't see where you, where your perspective is coming Mm -hmm. from Mm -hmm. of that wisdom. Well, Emily, we have to wrap up here in a minute. I, um, I would love for you to give a quick encouragement to, you know, my mom might be listening right now, folding laundry or whatever, and she's Mm -hmm. about to dive back into the day after a kid wakes up from a nap. What is just one encouragement that you would give to her and then follow that up with where we can find you online? Okay. Um, this is, this is maybe a little bit backwards, but I think one of the best things that we moms can do is to take care of ourselves and have some sort of, um, some sort of creative outlet, whatever that is, because I think those, especially when our kids are young, they just need us so much. And you start, you kind of start to feel a little empty, like there's nothing left of you to offer. And so you need to fill that tank back up. And so for me, that might be um, like last night, I got my watercolors out for a few minutes while the kids were, I don't know, playing the piano or something. And um, just a few minutes of kind of refueling and going, okay, there's more to Emily than just mom and bedtime and laundry. And, but um you know, whether that's reading a book or cooking or whatever it is that is your art that you do, finding something that's more than just always pouring into your kids because you're going to run out of that energy after a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Hopefully that's helpful and encouraging. That's good. Um, to those ladies. And then you can find me blogging at jonesdesigncompany.com. Or um, on Instagram is where I post most of my personal images, and that's Emily JDC is my Instagram name. Awesome. Well, Emily, thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day with your kiddos and your lovely weather. I know. Thank you. You too. Well, that is all that we have for today's episode of the podcast. Thank you so much 
for taking the time out of your day to listen. I hope it's encouraged you. And if you have any ideas or suggestions or questions or people that I need to interview, just head over to inspiredtoaction.com and click on the contact button and to send me an email. I would love to hear from you. And if you enjoyed the podcast, it would be super cool if you would take a minute to rate it on iTunes. That's going to help more moms find it and get the encouragement that they need. And as always, you can check out all the notes for this session and any links and stuff like that at inspiredtoaction.com. And you can download any of our free ebooks or free prayer calendars for moms at the blog. Just head on over to inspiredtoaction.com and click on the resources link. As always, my name is Kat Lee, and I want to wish you an incredible day with your family. You are a mom. You're kind of a big deal. So go be awesome. Later.